0: Hello, hello, hello and welcome to episode uh, (laughs) 53.5 This week we'll be covering MODOK again, Bad Batch again, Fox Machina Season 2 again We'll be covering the DC slate, as well as some nerd news network shenanigans before closing out with Lex Luthor versus Killer Croc Before all that though, Horry, how's your week been?
1: It was going fine until about less than an hour ago uh, uh. Until uh, five minutes ago, to be honest. For those of you <laughs> who aren't picking up on it, we've Connor kind of saying again, uh, "This is our second time recording this because OBS six minutes into the the podcast just stopped recording, and I only noticed what an hour in was yeah. talking. We uh, we entered
0: our flow state and didn't realise that OBS. Yeah, and I so just. So Tori's lo- eyes are probably going to be locked onto one particular thing for the rest of this podcast.
1: I, like I look down and I see we're not recording anymore and I just my heart
0: I was like
1: please tell me that's like five minutes that's happened no it was like an hour ago so yeah oh. my week was going okay uh, my week's uh, crazy week of work and then fun week of gaming <laughs> I've been obsessed yeah. with Destiny 2 all this stuff we've talked about already Yeah, it
0: um, just feels weird to rehash it really it, but... does it's um, we... We we yeah. we played Horry. We got Horry stream twice in a week for the first time since yes. probably last July August. <laughs> yeah, it's been a um, while since I've yeah, um, because he's teaching me the ways of Tarkov, um, mm-hmm. and I'm dreaming of playing Tarkov Tetris, which is just not good. But it is what it is.
1: It's the way of ta- it's the way of yeah. Tarkov. You you realize now you are now playing the real game of Escape from Tarkov, which is trying to quit the game.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent.
1: Um, but yeah, been teaching you talk of uh, yeah. I played Valorant for the first time of this episode act, so that was shenanigans. It was. Uh and I've been playing a fuck ton of Destiny 2, as well as doing rush jobs at work and dealing with the craziness of Twitter and work yeah. and the world of esports and gaming and drama and yeah. keeping myself to my little designer bubble. <laughs>
0: Do you know what it is? Every once in a while I'm just like, I should really just stop using Twitter because there's just always constant drama but at the same time there are days on Twitter I'm just like, you know what? I'm glad I had Twitter today. Yeah, it's like... And don't get me wrong, them days aren't often enough to warrant keeping it but it's enough to make me second guess getting rid of it.
1: I know what you mean. Most of the time I keep... My Twitter keeps off drama stuff pretty well. But yeah, just some closer to home drama, and I Yeah. keeping myself to my little bubble. Yeah, he's usually to yeah.
0: draw his pretty pictures and do his thing.
1: Exactly. So, um, uh, how was your week? Not that it was I've good. Definitely not hurtless.
0: Um, I finally paid off my car. Big pug. Um, so like when I got my first big boy job, um, after finishing education as an apprentice. I was driving like 50 miles a day round trip in a fucking 2002 Nissan Micra. Mm -hmm. So, after like, well, it would have been like four or five months working there, it literally died on the way home one day. And when I say died, I mean I'm doing 70 miles an hour and I could no longer change gear.
1: Mmm, tasty.
0: While doing 70, just Um, what you love so fortunately i was basically home at that point i managed to surprisingly safely i'm not just saying i did it safely because this is on the internet genuinely surprisingly safely managed to get myself home as i got on my driveway the car stalled and literally never started again um so the car died getting me home safely which is the best i can say about it um so then at like 19 years old i had to go out and buy a car that was potentially going to have to handle fifteen thousand plus miles a year for a number of years. Yeah. Little did I know fucking COVID was around the corner. Um, yeah, true. So it only ended up doing like a year of that, but still. Um, but yeah, so I finally paid paid that off now, which um feels amazing. Um, and I'm definitely not doing any mods to the car for See, in exchange for subscribers.
1: <laughs> the first time around, I suggested for a thousand subscribers, Connor should livery his car in you know like those classic work cars when it's just plastered with like their website and logo and stuff just the worst design not a cool looking design I think we should do that to your car because I don't have a car so (laughs) I'm dodging the bullet (laughs) Um, I'll
0: just find a a worse punishment for you down the line Just have to dye your beer 50% red 50% blue you think that's a bad thing? you'd make it work you hipster fuck yeah um (laughs) (laughs) let's get into the character yeah let's
1: get back into this uh
0: yeah we'll hit our flow state again pretty soon yeah we will um so this week in honor of ant-man just being two weeks away i decided we better get cracking with some ant-man related character profiles starting Mm -hmm. off with one of my favorite and most exciting characters that we're going to meet in this film modok um, so, M.O.D.O.C. was originally George Tarleton. Um, after being experimented on, he became M.O.D.O.C., which stands for Mental Organism Designed Only for Killing. Um, okay. He first appeared in Tales of Suspense number 94 back in June 1967. Um, and it's it's interesting because originally he was just a lower level technician for AIM, and the Advanced Ideas Mechanics. Right. Um, but What ended up happening is because they don't give a fuck about anyone, they did experiments on him. Mm, Um, And these experiments made him superhuman intelligent, with the side effect of it literally causing his head to swell to the point where his body could no longer support him at all. Um, So they had to design the doomsday chair, which doubled up as life support, but also essentially like a wheelchair.
1: Yeah. So and that
0: he can move around.
1: Fully encapsulates him.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, like, it kind of looks, in all of the designs, like a um, crown, almost, because yeah. of the way it sits. If you actually look at the designs, you can see his legs and arms normally wiggling about. Um, And as a result of that superior intellect um, and the experiments, he also developed psychic powers because his mind was so powerful now. Um, and he kind of went crazy with all this newfound power um, and it led to him wanting to kind of be the big boss man because I'm super smart now so everything I think is right um, so he used his newfound powers and intelligence to take over AIM and become their their scientist supreme um, <laughs> scientist supreme that's literally what they call the head oh, of AIM yeah yeah they're the oh, scientist shit. supreme so the previous scientists supremes who did the experiments on, um, on the... George to turn oh, him yeah. into MODOK, um, and ever since MODOK took over AIM, they've been a thorn in the side of primarily the Avengers and Iron Man as like tech-based heroes and the big team up. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's had issues with characters like the Hulk and that. Normally he's either trying to commit heists to fund his science, or he's trying to use his science to take over the world. It's kind oh, yeah. of one of these two things. Um and then occasionally I'll have like interactions with the Hulk and stuff where he's trying to get like Hulk DNA because obviously that'd be huge for his science. Well yeah. <laughs> trying um, to get the,
1: the exclusive stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. It'll be interesting to see how he's handled in Ant Man purely because yeah. of the changes that the character is inherently facing. So we know from the trailer that it's going to be Darren Cross or Yellow mm-hmm. Jacket, as he was known yeah, yeah. in the original Ant-Man film. Um, so that's obviously a change to who the character is. And we we get the impression that the,
1: yeah, the, theory. His,
0: the head being large is more because he didn't shrink proportionately into the quantum realm.
1: Yeah, because the last time we saw him, he got crumpled. And yeah, and everyone's... he got
0: crumpled at different bits as well.
1: Yeah, so the theory I think everyone's running with is that he ended up in the quantum realm and his body got all kind of jumbled up in the irregular because of that.
0: Yeah. Um, um which don't get me wrong, makes a bit more sense for it visually. Yeah. Um, but as long as the character other than that is pretty much the same, I don't think it's gonna be a huge issue. No, um, and I
1: think it allows them to tie him into the story in a, a good way as
0: well. Yes. Um the big thing for me is they need to get him out of the quantum realm without dying so that we can have M.O.D.O.K. in the main world causing havoc.
1: Yeah, I think I would like to think that there's going to be he's obviously there some sort of involvement with Kang. We know that Kang is trying to escape the Quantum Realm. So I feel like there's going to be some collective whether Kang takes M.O.D.O.K. with him to escape or whether like uh, Ant-Man and all that get out and take M.O.D.O.K. with them. Um, there's going to be some group escape uh, and I would like to think the M.O.D.O.K.'s involved in that. And then we, yeah, With, we can have him...
0: If they do keep M.O.D.O.K. being superhuman intelligent, they could go for the route of Ant-Man, say, beats this variant of Kang. Mm. And he feels bad for Darren Cross being stuck in the quantum realm. Yeah. And, and Cross is like, I've been a slave this whole time. I just want to come back to Earth and just try and be yeah. normal again. And then maybe like he meant because he's so smart he manages to trick scott into bringing him back
1: well yeah we also know he
0: runs off into the shadows and becomes S- a problem later down the line
1: scott is a more down-to-earth person and tr- like yeah I, you could definitely see him feeling bad and thinking okay he is actually gonna try and be a better person coming back
0: yeah, yeah exactly and it was
1: all just a trick to get out of the quantum realm i do think that's a potential and obviously, we, hopefully, they've learned from Taskmaster in how to deal with a character and not yeah. make, so like...
0: Hope,
1: ho- I'd like to think they learned from the uproar of the fans that they need to be more careful with the. You can
0: change a character, but don't change what makes the character the character. Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> um, and then obviously, we've got the whole the VFX, hopefully... They nailed that so it's not too uncanny Valley. Obviously, Modoc is inherently he, weird looking. He's,
0: he's a goofy looking guy, just yeah. straight up. They, you almost need to steer into that a little bit. Yeah. Like, for like his head and not his headset, for his chair and that, you need to go full in on the the like corny gold, like the cheap jewelry looking gold. Yeah. And and just go. We will make it really comic book accurate because at least then they can't complain about yeah, that. That's a good And they can go, yeah, it looks weird, but at least it's accurate.
1: I think they could go very comic book accurate, just like more detail because obviously it's CGI. But um, yeah, it definitely needs to lean into it. And as long as they, there isn't any weird, because obviously how they're going to be doing it is like face cut out probably to put it in there. As long as the VFX don't have any issues and there's not too much uncanny valley, I think people will get used to it and kind of accept this is MODOK. Yeah. Um It's going to be weird to look at, but I think... I would hope that they've made a pretty strong priority to get it right, because otherwise, if that looks off, then it's going to kind of screw with the whole feel of the film.
0: 100%. Um, But let's get into Bad Batch Episode 6. Yes. We got uh, some Wookies. We got Kashik. It was did. fun. We I enjoyed greatly. Jedi. Yeah. Um, Fucking sick. We got the gang got all to back see...
1: together doing. Yeah. After usual... a
0: couple of episodes of a little bit of um split splitsville. Yeah. And a bit um, of we side got everyone. Storying. Yeah. We got we got a bit of a, what more what felt more like a main story. We got to see Gungi again for the first time since one of my favorite episodes from the Clone Wars.
1: Yes. Since he was um, a little youngling
0: Yeah It was It was really good, it was really cool to see Kashyyyk again um, Yeah and
1: see more of Kashyyyk Because Our experience from Kashyyyk has been A slight little bit in the live action um, um,
0: don't, don't forget the Star Wars Holiday Special please
1: The Star Wars Holiday Special Which I wish wasn't something in my memory Um and then the only other th- that I know of is from Jedi Fallen Order, the game. Yeah. Um, we've not really seen much of the Wookiee culture. We've seen little bits here and there, but never too much. Um, we know, obviously, from the films and the show that, like, it becomes just a mining, I guess, mine for resources and gets screwed. Yeah. Um. So this is more early days, but we get to see the bad batcher, uh, some station run by Atlas droids, and it's basically a black market. Um, yeah, they're selling...
0: trying to sell uh, chain codes. Yes, fake chain tech, codes. But, yeah, Tech being a little counterfeiter selling yeah. some fake chain codes.
1: Um, and probably just to make some money for themselves. Uh, probably less of a Sid job, more just a Sid recommend. Oh, you could go do this and make some money.
0: Yeah. We've got people looking for chain codes. Do you want in?
1: Yeah. Um, while they're being checked, Classic Omega gets restless. Can't help that herself. Girl,
0: that girl is always finding problems. Honestly. I love it.
1: <laughs> the bad, like, this might sound mean, but the bad batch would be paid off, said, quietly under the radar, probably made bank and got out if it wasn't for go, Omega. Go
0: go living on some farm.
1: Yeah, they, they would have been quietly away from him. They would have been from... worse people. True, they wouldn't be helping all these people, but yeah, it's Omega. Definitely seems to be causing the shenanigans, which is, I mean, that's kids' for you. <laughs> uh, she senses something going on, goes snooping around a black market space station, which,
0: which is ballsy as fuck. You yeah, can that, you, that sh- you can tell that, you can sell that Fett's DNA,
1: yeah. It's, and I mean, it's like you're gonna <laughs> find like all sorts. So she comes across a little kid, Wookiee, being poked, prodded captured clearly. Um buys him a bit of distraction for fight, whips out a lightsaber, shows himself to be a Jedi. But for those that watched the trailer for this season, knew Gungy was back. So as soon as we heard the Wookie noises and stuff, like we knew this was gonna be Gungy. Yeah. Um and then we got some... one
0: of my favourite lightsaber designs with like the wooden handle.
1: So good. Such a cool like take on it. Um so yeah, we get a bit of a fight, a bit of a run like f- standoff between the Bad yeah. Batch and this Black Market droids. Narrowly um,
0: escape to the ship just in time. Yeah. Uh,
1: and then we get a bit of interactions between like Gungi being apprehensive about the Bad Batch because obviously the yeah. clones and Order 66. He was he was
0: not keen to see clones after what he's been through no. for the last however long. Uh,
1: and quite clearly he's been on the run and trying to keep his head down so obviously it was apprehensive but the fact that Omega helped him, I think, obviously, and they were willing to help him get back to Kashyyyk because that's all he knew was to try and get home. Um, so they help him get home. We they arrive on a planet. Um, we get to see that there's some clone activity. Not clone. Uh, some Empire activities there. They mention yeah. it. They're being careful.
0: Um, I think it's the first time we really see the Bad Batch, even though it's still like kind of by accident engaging in proper rebellion activity
1: Yeah, this is like the start of them doing, uh, basically doing a job that isn't for their gain they're just trying to help someone against what is the Empire trying? what they would be doing
0: Against what's in their own best interest and what will leave them in a better position Yeah Um, They're risking a lot for literally no gain other than getting someone home.
1: So they come across I forget what the lizard guys are called, their race.
0: I do forget that race. The only thing we've ever like before more extended Star Wars universe Hmm. was one of the bounty Bounty hunters was that race. And we saw
1: them in Clone Wars. Yes. Um being like bounty hunters as well then so they're like um, hunting Wookiees they're known to hunt Wookiees I think and yeah. like hunt animals and creatures so they see Wookiees as just creatures Um. so some of them burn in some like sacred ground and stuff so yeah,
0: burn in the forest down
1: they have a shootout Gungi fucking whips out the lightsaber which is risky manoeuvre uh, leaves They they clear that move on, uh, hide. Um, end up going to find some other Wookiees and what remains of a camp or tribe. One of the yeah. many tribes on Khajiq. Um, but then also... Uh, kind of,
0: like, the main settlement of the yeah. Wookiees at the minute.
1: Um, so I guess gets to like, be reunited with his kind. Meanwhile, clones and lizard guys working together come across obviously the destroyed tank and notice jedi marks and he offers the leader guy offers 10 wookie pelts 100 100 wookie pelts sorry to whoever finds the jedi um knowing that a jedi would be worth a pretty penny if he turned it over to the empire um
0: especially in mind they're already working for the empire as like fascist contractors
1: they can kind like oh look what we've caught for you i'll take my payment please mm-hmm. um so they obviously come hunting for them bad batch are like you know what no we're not going to leave you we're going to be good people and stay um and actually help them and like you said doing some rebel activity uh we got a bit of a fight scene pretty fun we got to see lots of creatures yeah um
0: the creepy forest giant spider things. Yeah. I've not been that creeped out by a spider thing since see- when I was like six Lord years old seeing Harry Potter and the Chamber oh. of Secrets in cinema.
1: My brain went to Lord of the Rings, you know, with the...
0: Well, you're like 90 years older than me. Okay. Well. Um, <laughs> but you know, the, the Background for that. The first ever film I saw in cinema was Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets and sat directly behind me was my uncle and as the spider is coming out for the big reveal, bearing in, bearing in mind at this point, I'm so young, I haven't read the books yet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My uncle just leans in front of me and goes, "Spider's going to get you? Right in my ear.
1: Oh, I love it.
0: Popcorn everywhere. Floods of tears. Not <laughs> having a good time anymore. I
1: actually think the first film, or the first film that I can remember seeing in the cinema. Charlie is... Chaplin. <laughs> no. <laughs> She's Just an attack. No, it is philosoph- <laughs> Philosopher's Stone. Oh, really? I saw the first Harry Potter in the cinema. Uh and you I won. also hadn't and I still haven't read any of the books. Um, You've never
0: read the books? No. Nah. That's wild. My,
1: my sister read them all. Um, that
0: really hurts your nerd, Cred.
1: Does it though? Because yeah. I've read Lord of the Rings.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm just not, not age. sure you're allowed to go out and buy the Harry Potter books to read them now, though
1: yeah but i wouldn't because i do not want to support uh yeah no
0: that's my point i, don't,
1: I just don't <laughs> know if <how> you to <laughs> no, no, no. but um anyway but back-, <laughs> back to bad batch yeah we got some creepy spider we got to see the main bad guy like the leader of the lizard guys brutally gets just like wrapped up and taken alive by these spiders mm-hmm. meanwhile gungi and omega are just like yeah cool
0: and like, like, like I said in take one, they're literally <laughs> having this conversation. You see him getting pulled up in the background, yeah. still screaming out for help. And like, that just feels a bit much. Yeah, you were like, not, like giving us a like... different angle so that we can't see or hear him. It's like I thought this was a kids' animated show. <laughs> this feels more
1: like an adult animated show. Like uh-huh. this is brutal. Um... not,
0: not, not did, did not make me feel any better about spiders
1: no i can imagine <laughs>
0: spider esque and arachnid-esque creatures
1: um but yeah they leave um, gungi and then i think it'd be interesting uh, if we'll get more jedis rock up i think yeah. this worked really well because obviously we knew gungi we'd seen him before
0: we, there's kind of 16 episodes yeah i'm okay for us to have maybe two more jedis yeah um i think that's a nice amount so we still get all our lightsaber fun not so much that it feels like it's just a way to shoehorn Jedi's in. And also, I, well. I feel like with three, you have. There's not that many ways you can have a different interaction between Jedi and clones.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So I think three probably gives you the right amount of different ways that conversation can go.
1: I think we're going to have, like you say, another couple, I think would we'll be good. I think we'll get one where they're gonna connect with captain rex or something
0: yeah
1: and then uh, maybe ahsoka is mentioned or we get to see ahsoka and she has that understanding of clones that aren't affected by it obviously yeah i think we'll get that thing where it's like they're helping a jedi like a jet like ahsoka or something like they they're helping with their co- the their cause the rebel yeah. cause. I think then there'll be after that, we might get one where they come across a Jedi and they're like, oh, we know where we can help you go where you're going to be safe. We'll take it to this Jedi too. Yeah.
0: And I won't be surprised if that potential, like, Ahsoka story theoretically would potentially be one of the double episodes. Because we've got two double episodes, I think. Yes. Um, Midway left. through and
1: at the end.
0: Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if it ended up being one of them. Um, yeah, I would agree. But it'll be interesting to see where we go. I'm enjoying the series so far. Um, yeah, and, and I'm glad for, we're back,
1: uh, on back on back on proper episodes, not yeah. side episodes, if that makes sense.
0: Um, it, it feels more focused, and it definitely showed in the quality. And it was just nice to have a bit of lightsaber action again.
1: Yeah, it really was.
0: Little, little, little and often, I think, is the best way to go.
1: Yeah, I think. Also... It being a youngling, not youngling, but like a younger Jedi, made it a bit like, we didn't have to, we weren't expecting anything crazy lightsaber wise, but like we got to see like some, enough that like he can defend himself and it's like we got to see a bit of a fun interaction.
0: Yeah, Uh, agreed.
1: But yeah, good episode.
0: Um, Week two of Vox Machina.
1: Yes. Another three episodes for us.
0: This is very quickly. Oh. Becoming one of my favorite animated shows.
1: Yes, now I love and, that.
0: And I think what we need to do oh. is get the boys in for an online D and D session, and yeah. we and we just we we just stream RPOVs and we do it every fortnight on like a Sunday or whatever. Football season, um, American football season's over now, so most people will have Sundays free again.
1: Um, we could see. Who wants to do i I'm like, I love D um, indie it,
0: It'll be it'll be a proper noob run because I think only you and West have done it before.
1: Well, yeah, but that's and
0: like me, Josh, and Luke, and anyone else who might want to do it, would be pretty newbie with it, so we can just like it can be just pure shenanigans. And there's based on my limited understanding, there's like loads of really good online websites that give you everything yeah, you need I to, mean, do
1: to do it online. Oh yeah, there's lo- like because I run an, I play D weekly, and we do it all online. Um. So there's plenty of stuff there, and to be honest, with that group, like we can always just run a one shot and
0: introduce yeah, exactly. Everyone.
1: But exactly, Vox Machina is oh, I'm so like it for someone who watched the live shows and getting to see more and more of this anime, It's like it's so fun seeing it converted over, and obviously we ended last the first three episodes. Episode three ended with Vex dying to the tomb, which for context as to why she. I died straight off. It was because she crit failed on her death saving. So death saving, you get three attempts to roll. Well, if you get three fails, so roll under a turn, you're dead. Three successes, you're alive again. If you get a crit fail, you get two failures. So she'd failed, got a crit fail, and then double failed. So then that was her dead before she even had chance to do anything. Um,
0: just it, It shocked me last week, and I was like, oh shit, that was... A surprise, yeah. which I—I I mean, I said last week. That's you thought that was going to be a new character. I think this is this is why I thought it's so good because it feels so organic. Mm. Because you can't script someone rolling really badly and dying out of fucking nowhere. Well, yeah, like so, like a story writer might never make a character die there because it makes no sense. But they're they're taken from the game that happened the way it happened. We don't have a choice but to kill this character off.
1: Exactly. Like it's one of those where someone writing this from scratch with no like nothing they're working with, you're unlikely to kill off a main character right there. This is a character yeah. that you know...
0: Episode is... three of the second season, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, so this ain't no Game of Thrones. Like They're not going to just kill off to... exactly that. Like The live show plays into some great moments.
0: Um, so I'm, I'm going to talk through my mindset as we mm-hmm. see the shithousery of what ensued. Yes. So obviously we're led to believe she's dead and she is dead. Mm-hmm um and then there are two
1: zara and cash
0: yeah our two friends rock back up and cash is like oh i can do this revival spell but we need to be quick Yeah, so i try and do that and i'm like okay cool let's see how this goes then we get to see vax is like in a bit of a trance he sees mm. the raven queen he's mm. like this is fucking terrible take me leave her alone yeah We see the spell bubble going around Vex to show that they're trying to heal her. And she like pierces the bubble and it breaks. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I'm like, oh shit, Vex is dead, dead. That's not good. Then her spirit comes out of her body. And Vex is like, no, fuck you. Leave my sister alone. Take me. Mm -hmm. And then she cuts the string. And I'm like, oh, like Vex is dead in dead. Um, And then Vex wakes up. And I'm bare confused. For a second, I'm like, okay, so the been cut. Inco- oh, is the Raven Queen like inhabited her body? That that that'd be fucking wild. Mm. And then it cuts over to Vax, and I'm like, oh shit, is Vax dead? Did she actually take him? And then he's like, just in new armor, looking a bit confused. So he might have just sold his soul to D and D Devil. Is, um, is the kind of vibe.
1: Yes. And uh, no, I mean, technically, no, because DD Devil is like the de- like that would be a much worse deal. Uh, <laughs> the Raven Queen is the goddess of death, so there is a certain essence of the deal. There, there was definitely a deal made whether characters knew they'd made a deal or the
0: bad faith deal. and I'm sure if he got a good lawyer, he could get out of it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't know about that one. I didn't um, sign anything. So, yeah, to to put it in terms of, like, what happened alongside, like, the live show, revivify spell is something that has to be done within one minute of the character being dead. So that's why they've got to do it quick. They're currently in the Raven Queen Temple, so the temple of the Goddess of Death. Like, the strongest death essence area of the material plane that you could probably have. So a Revivify spell is basically impossible because... You in Death's house. You ain't stopping someone dying in Death's house, um, which is the whole bubble.
0: I imagine, though.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so that's what the visualization of the bubble is. It's like the spell, and then Raven Queen's piercing it to basically be like, ah, no, this ain't happening. Um, the tether is, I think, their way of showing the connection that Vex and Vax have because they're twins. Um, that's why they're like tethered to each other. And Vax in the live show makes this comment of like, no, take me. Uh and Vex just wake, Vex wakes up. The party, from the party's perspective and the character's perspective, the spell worked. Vex woke up because no one saw what Vax saw. No one like Vax shouting out to the Raven Queen wasn't like that was in his vision that he was seeing. Like so no one heard that. Um None of that happened. He would just be sat there in a trance. Um, he essentially has made, seemingly, some deal with the Raven Queen, whether he believes he has or not. Whether that is comes to fruition or not, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but you're definitely on the right track in thinking, oh shit, this man sold his soul to the devil. Less sold his soul to the devil, more locked his soul into a predetermined uh, exit at some point, shall we say? Uh, he's he's on a timed contract now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they make the spell work, and then Vex is alive. No new character has to be rolled. We're cool. Um, the twins live on, and then we, as they're trying to leave, Zara does another sly thing, trying to get the vestige off them by summoning a. Totally not identical or related in any way to a dnd official beholder. This is something totally different, legally speaking. Uh, Just a big it... eye thing with tentacles. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. It definitely may or may not Everyone a has a big eye thing with tentacles. The uh, but yeah, for le- like in this automated not beholder in the live show, it was, but it makes no difference. Big creature. But we saw it come from a pokeball, as I like to call it. Uh, and I think even the group called it a pokeball. Um,
0: it's the only kind of pop, common pop culture thing that does that well, yeah. kind of thing. So, like, it's an easy way for everyone to know what to yours, what, what the, the thing words, does. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent.
1: So, this gives us an opportunity to watch kind of Vax fall, go full ham, and show off his new gear, uh, of which they've kind of blended a few of his things, like his boots of haste. He has a, like a blink dagger and the vestige. All kind of gets blended into this idea of like this glowing armor. That means he can do some fucking mad shit. And he can. Like, he can double dash.
0: He, through people. There was a
1: joke, because he's a rogue. Like, he could just go dagger, dagger, dagger. and Like, it was just constant dagger attacks with Sneak. Like, he did mad damage. Um, So, yeah, we get to see him, like, do some, like, very, very well animated fight.
0: Well, he's, like, the champion of death now. He's pretty fucking good at delivering death.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> And he fucking goes off. And then obviously Zara and Cash feel bad. So they make up for it and gives Vex the Pokeball for Trinket, Which is basically Matt's way of being like, here was an item. You can't
0: have a super powerful bear at all times.
1: Well, no, it was actually because the bear wasn't that strong health-wise.
0: So the
1: issue they were having is like, Vex would not want to use Trinket in a fight in case he died. Because no one wants their little companion Mm -hmm. animal to die. Because that's sad. It's like having a dog and being like, no, I don't want the dog to fight. I don't want the dog to die.
0: Not, not Toto.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's like, it was a way for Matt to give her a her way to keep the bear safe if needs be.
0: Drink it, I choose you. <laughs>
1: Literally. Um, and then that episode ends with a woman watching them, scrying on them, called mm-hmm. Anna Ripley, as we learn a little bit later on in the three episodes. But uh, Anna Ripley... Link there is we saw when Percy went to get black powder from I forget the crazy guy's name, it's out of my head. Uh,
0: the um, Mr. Blowy stuff, yeah.
1: Guy? He mentioned that a woman had been by and bought some recently, uh, that it was Anna Ripley. Um, so she will start to play a bigger part, uh, now that we've been introduced to her. And then episode two was Keeleth's Aramente, uh, mainly. Yes. The second
0: episode of this three, although all three Mm. were fucking brilliant, just to be clear, might have been my favourite because I felt so far I'd I'd had like Keyleth got the smallest amount of fucks given from me. They're they're doing a good job of making all of the characters like and I do care about all of them. But there is always going to be a character that you care about the least. And for me at that, up until then, it was Keyleth.
1: Do you know what's funny? You saying that, rightly or wrongly, so in in a way, mirrored how the critical role community kind of felt towards Keila's character. Because her character was very naive. Uh, always wanted to try and do the best, but was a bit like you see it, like she her character was a bit scared to do things, was kind of avoiding yeah, literally anything, yeah. avoiding responsibility and just but then was a bit naive to things and stuff. And often She would play a character like that and obviously make suggestions that kind of, from an outside perspective, like, what a dumb idea that is. Or, like, so her character actually got some hate, not from, like, proper fans, but you know what it's like with any sort of People who
0: were just too invested and going a bit parasocial with it. Yeah,
1: yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's weird that, like, you, they've managed to kind of actually, in a way, sell that in the show to then do this episode, which suddenly locks everyone a lot more into, oh, shit, this is Kulip's character. Um, you know what I
0: found really funny about that though, because well, Keylift then shot up in who I gave a fuck about. Scanlan was at the bottom.
1: Oh, and then, and then fixed, the
0: very next episode
1: they fixed that. Yeah, which this
0: yeah, this I mean, comes perfect. down to.
1: It's also Matt's way of like making sure all the characters were getting their story arcs, like in tandem of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we saw a flashback of when Keeliff was a kid uh, and a mum. Going off on our element and showing the elements and like very much so is this is Avatar: The Last Airbender going on his like got to train all the elements thing that is very much where this came from. um Marisha has said like that was a big inspiration to the character's backstory. Um, and fun fact: Keyleth's mom's voice actor was also the voice actor for Cora in Legend of Korra. So which really...
0: is fucking awesome. Bearing in mind like how obvious, yes, other avatar inspiration
1: there is like i guarantee they've purposefully like they've got to this point gone we want the person who voice acts at mom to that like, we need to have some actual connection to the avatar there like purposefully have gone to her and got her to do it uh and then sam regal and also
0: vis- let's not forget then amazon checks clear so they can get sure. whoever the fuck they want
1: that's true that's very true uh and then also fun fact, Sam Regal's kid plays Kid Khilif, so that's a fun little keeping it in the in the family sort yeah. of thing. Uh and yeah, so we got to see Keeliph essentially doing part of her Aramento by going to help the fire, the fire nation, who in this <laughs> sense are not evil. Um
0: Yeah, they, they did not attack in this world.
1: No, they protect. They do not attack, they just protect. Um but we saw some pretty cool moments. We got to know that um, the two women who we thought died in the city, I forgot, their names have gone straight out of my head. Um, Hera and yes. someone else. They're alive, they escaped. Um, they explain, this is where Fordak came from. Rosa,
0: Rosa, um, Rosa.
1: <laughs> sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is
1: where Fordak came from and then they tried to like yeah. ha- banish him there and it all went it's all gone wrong. So Keyleth goes through a really cool
0: I've Break got to be honest, in a lot of these um, fantasy worlds yeah, they try really hard to banish people and it never works, they just need to get to killing.
1: Yeah um, but I think it's like Fodak is a f- powerful dragon it's that idea that like the idea is your average even hero can't beat them so they like, well, well we banish them then, we we'll do the next best thing um, but i like like they showed some of that and then we got to see um a fun scene as well also went on meanwhile in this episode we got some more grog with his sword and one last week i was talking so about so
0: fucking funny there's
1: some funny moments that are going to come up with the sword this was one of them where he grog goes for a Shit in quotation marks. And actually wanted to go speak to the sword and obviously does this in live show and it's like Sam's character comes along to go check on him and finds him talking to himself. Um, which from the outside it's like you're talking to your shit, and then Grog plays (laughs) off as like, Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just uh dominating my poop. (laughs)
0: Yeah, just let just let my shit know who's boss. Uh
1: just
0: it's so dumb. And I have to give so much respect for the person who played Grog. Because to act so much dumber than you are is difficult.
1: Oh The only yeah. thing
0: more difficult is acting smarter than you are.
1: Yes, acting like but a highly uh, but,
0: Yeah, but acting that dumb, ah, uh, and like making just bad, objectively bad decisions because my characters are dumbass. Yes. He wouldn't do the smart thing here. It must be so. It, it, it's a whole new level of throwing for content.
1: Yeah, it really is. Um... Because like a yeah, smart
0: character would go, "Hey guys, my sword keeps telling me it's hungry."
1: <laughs> yeah, whereas this guy's, I like... I am
0: concerned.
1: <laughs> this big, powerful sword talking to me, and, but make me stronger. So I don't want to tell anyone because he knows they'll take it off him. Yeah, and his characters wouldn't want that. He's
0: like a naughty child.
1: Yeah, no, literally, that's like the biggest. He's like a ch- He's like a little kid who's got this thing that he knows his parents would say no to, but he's hiding it. Um. So we got that funny scene. And we also got the broom revealed, which was uh, one of the items stolen from... Not uh,
0: stolen from, given from. Well,
1: given, stolen. It's kind of memed in the live (laughs) show that they stole it.
0: The shopkeeper kind of said, take what you want. It's all been destroyed anyway.
1: For the animated, I think in the show, (laughs) it's a bit more like they just take it. And (laughs) it's less like verbally said. The funny thing is, there was um, pre... So the bit of the campaign that they were doing before it became a live show, they used to have a flying carpet that was
0: okay.
1: very strong because multiple people could sit on it. Yeah, And Matt found a way to burn it in fire.
0: <laughs> um, shit in the box. <laughs> yeah,
1: he found a way to get rid of that thing. Uh, this was his way of letting them fly. One of the characters fly again who could not fly in his um, adds a bit more like Fun into it, um, and we got to see during all this. Then they're fighting the rift. Keyliff becomes a fire fire elemental to shut the rift, which visually was stunning. The way that they did that, and like this yes. breakthrough moment for her character. Um, do you it sucks-
0: Gave big oh. energy of. Um, do you remember in this is a fucking throwback here? Oh shit! Do you remember in X two? The second X Men film where Jean dies and gets taken over by the Phoenix Force.
1: Oh, and yeah! And you've got like
0: that big kind of like energy bubble, and she's like, yeah. R-. It had big kind of that visuals going. It, on.
1: Yeah, it did. Um, but yeah, we, it's like one of the first breakthrough moments, and she, it's essentially this is her completing her fire part of the Aramente. Uh basically like approving herself of her powers, and she shuts the rift. Uh, Vex giving her a staff back with a nice little callback to line from season 1 and Scanlan gets his favour from Vex which as you're picking up on Scanlan's character you do not want to owe Scanlan a favour
0: no like, you really it, don't
1: he, he is going to pull that out at any moment that he wants and if I remember correctly it's such a great way that he uses it and at such a great moment so I'm looking forward to when that comes to fruition probably not till season 3
0: do you know what else the funny thing about this D and D campaign is? Like, and like, the storytelling aspect of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Normally, in a show, if you have a scumbag character like Scantlin, mm. you have to make an effort to redeem them as a person. Yes. Just because of the way stories are written. Look at Howard in Big Bang Theory. He goes from yeah. being a creepy perv to being a loving husband. They don't have to do that because if the person who's playing D and D is just like, no, my guy's going to be an asshole, they're an asshole for the entire campaign. You can't change that.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, we we're seeing it a little bit in the anime show of how they're portraying it. it. Is like, there's a moment where Scanlan makes a joke and Pike goes, "Can you never be genuine?" And it's this idea that like, is everything always a joke with you, Scanlan? Like, he's clearly the character that hides everything in a joke in a way. Yeah, and through the live show, obviously that develops, and we'll see that in the animation over time. Like, his character does go through a development. He is still the charming, he will always be the charming, like, jokey character. I but will definitely,
0: sleep with everyone.
1: <laughs> yeah, but definitely his, like, his, he grows as a person would through all these, like, he does develop to be less of a scumbag and more just a charming, like, nice, like, guy um obviously d d is a long campaign like this happens over a lot longer of a time for like people that watch the live show that was over um three years I think the first I think the campaign was going for three years so it's like it go like you're watching every episode like it's a slow burn for his character yeah. um so I'm looking forward to like as you like you're bringing it up like seeing that in the anime it's gonna be interesting um,
0: um. And then we had our second Sphinx.
1: Yes, which, mirroring the live game, the live game, this was a puzzle, um, it was very differently played out. And this time we actually got a Sphinx and had like an actual um, kind of a fight sort of action thing, which I'm all for them changing things in this way, like to make it more entertaining for the animation side. It
0: didn't feel like it was... Changed, if that no. makes sense. It it still fit in perfectly. Yeah, yeah. So as long as they're going to be, I guess, surgical is the right word with it. So they're just going to change stuff when they absolutely have to, to make it flow. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's an issue. Um, um, as a yes. viewer, I didn't go. Oh, that feels a bit out of place. Yeah,
1: no. They they're like this. Obviously, Matt's the one writing, so he's make everything's going to fit flow perfectly. Like even if they change stuff, like it's going to be unnoticeable. It's like, but I'm all for them tweaking things. Because it's also, another positive to it is like, for people that have watched the live show, it makes this even more interesting. Because we're like, ooh, this is new. Like, this is something that, like, I, like this hasn't happened. This is cool. Uh, so it's like getting to see, like, a whole new, like, bit of the story. Um, so, yeah, we get to see this, how everyone tries to, like, make the Sphinx feel okay. pain as you would by hitting
0: it. Um, no, you just you. I'm telling you, you just hurl insults at it until it cries.
1: <laughs> yeah, you use a spell named "Vicious Mockery," which uh, the first take of this I explained is a uh, there's a spell where you can hurl an insult and roll to do damage.
0: The song was such a banger. Like, I had no need to go that hard. Oh, no the, need.
1: The song was great, written by Sam, sung by Sam. Obviously, you had the voice of the female sphinx as well. Yeah. Um. That, that song was great amazing song for someone who was a voice like like he has a just a great voice on him does sam regal and he succeeds we also saw in that moment of like grog what would happen if he didn't feed like it withered his arm to kind of show him this is what i can do i can take from you um grog starting now to be like oh shit this sort of maybe not
0: great for me
1: Maybe this is a maybe, bad sword. Maybe
0: he, maybe he doesn't, maybe he isn't like me and just likes killing stuff. Maybe he's like worse. Yeah. And I maintain, um, just get rid of the fucking sword. Yeah, but a big strong sword
1: make big strong man stronger.
0: <laughs> he is a big strong man. He can punch stuff until he finds another weapon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and so Scanlan succeeds, Song's amazing, and he earns himself myth Carver. Now, he also has a vision. He sees a bow, yeah. which mm-hmm. is a vestige. Shocker. Who's that for? Uh, Vex. <laughs> and we see gauntlets that are currently on a Grog's uncle. Is um, it Grog's
0: uncle?
1: Yes. So Grog knows of those item, that item. He has seen that item before. Uh, for those, I don't know if it's very well explained yet in the animation, but essentially Grog left his tribe because he didn't, Agree. Goliaths are very think. Um, Dothraki from, Oh, you haven't seen Game of Thrones? I <laughs> just oof. think like barbarian, like rough, like brutal, pillage things. They just move on as a tribe, pillage another place. Like that's the go- Goliath life. So Grog left that because he didn't agree with it. Um. Yeah. So definitely some family things that he doesn't want to face, and then. While they're all waking up and having a good old time, uh, we have the black dragon. I forget its name. Rocks up, um, has found them, and we get a big old. Now the sphinx is really feeling pain. Um,
0: uh, that sphinx on dragon fights him was so awesome. But I've oh, got to say, the dragon's opening line of "Aren't you supposed to be extinct?" goes so fucking hard.
1: Yeah, it was such a good like visual fight. To watch like a Sphinx and a dragon, like these two huge mythical creatures, like just fighting it out, it was brutal. And then it ends with Carver getting stolen. So there's a lot of theories as to what, because that doesn't, ha- this doesn't happen in the live show. This is all, all different. Um, people are theorizing Matt's changed this, because some never really used Carver. He got this vestige. And I think and he used it, used it. He used it like once.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Um, because he would use his spells all the time. He never would stab things. So everyone's like, "This is Matt getting back at Sam because he never used it." So in the animated show, he's like, "You know what? I'm just gonna yoink it back off you." <laughs> Which it could be. It could uh, also I think it's just like Matt making the story flow a bit better. Um, but yeah, everyone's like, "Oh, this is just Matt getting back at Sam for not using this cool item he came up with." Um,
0: fair enough if you're not going to use it i go fucking take it off you
1: exactly uh, and then we also Grog full of rage fighting um, and fueled by the, the thirst from the sword um, Pike goes to stop him and gets stabbed um, meanwhile Keyleth's trying to do a teleportation spell and as they're all about to leave they get hit which is what causes them to split because it fucks up the spell. It succeeds, yeah. but like in a messed up way.
0: So it um, looks it looks like, although we only see where Keelith and Co. end up, which is the really goofy stay wild. place. Yeah. Yes. We didn't see where the other half landed. No. But I think it's the the safe and logical assumption to assume they landed near the other location we saw from the vestige, which would be where the barbarian or the Goliaths have just been through or where they currently I are can't
1: or nearby. Remember off the top of my head. They obviously they definitely landed in the Feywild and they end up meeting up. Um so something and that's where the episode ends. Um Yes. So Grog ended up kind of living out part of his nightmare. Um of which I will say also something to go back to that nightmare. Obviously they all voice that like the scream that um Ashley does as Pike when, like, Grog stabbed her in the nightmare was just like yeah, brutal. Um, something as well, though, obviously, they've been doing interviews as these episodes have been coming out during the live show. This is when Ashley Johnson was filming for Blind Spot, which was a TV show, so there yep. was a lot of times she wasn't there for ep- weeks, and because it was a live show, like. She was happy with them to keep playing. If she could, she'd like video call in and play, or sometimes she just wouldn't. And Matt would run them, or like the other guys would like play her character for her. She her and Matt have been having fun because for her, doing this animated show is actually letting her, in a way, rewrite Pike's story a little bit. Yeah. Because they made, they worked around the fact she wasn't there. So they, Matt did what he had to do to make it work, and like they just worked around it. And worked it into the story the best they could. This allows them like full freedom to like actually write it out in a way that they want it to go, and make some tweaks to what happens to her character and different things. Um, so I think there's a few little things that have been changed, but actually it's been enjoyable to see like Pike's character more feel like because she wasn't like so the games where they would play her obviously she's there, but you don't feel like she was there because she's not there playing a character, you kind of forget that, oh, yeah, Pike's there with them. Um, It's fun to have, like, get to feel that the whole group was there through these moments. Uh, and then we'll get three more episodes today as you're listening to this. And yeah. It's going to... It's, oh, it's, it's going to be good. I'm trying to think ahead now to... I know there's going to be a shenanigan with the broom, because uh, yeah. Vex has to learn how to use it and there's a very funny moment like typical d d party fucking about together and someone rolls badly and different things happen uh, Feywild if I remember rightly Grog has another funny interaction moment and we might also see some beard shenanigans which I talked about last week and we haven't yet had uh, yeah. There is definitely beard and prank shenanigans that do happen, and I'm waiting to see some of them be involved. So, looking forward to these next next three episodes.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and I I I'm, I'm I'm loving it so much. I'm so down to um try and get a D and D group going. Yeah. Now, now that we've had Horry's turn to be an expert, it's my turn to be an expert. <laughs> DC Slate is finally here, bitches.
1: Yes, finally, we've had some official reveal.
0: I was refreshing Twitter so aggressively that I retwe- I quote retweeted James Gunn's tweet within 17 seconds asking people's opinions for a six minute long video. Jeez, <laughs>
1: you are you not hanging about with that.
0: No, 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 no 100%. I, I, hadn't, I, hadn't even, I hadn't even clicked on the video yet. I saw what it was, I quote retweeted it, and then I went back and watched it. Um, so there's some big information here, yes. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna go through it, and then we'll give our opinions on it. Okay. So first of all, we know that Phase One, Chapter One of the mm-hmm. DCU, is titled Monsters and Gods. Yes. There are five films and five TV shows confirmed as of right now for Phase One. Mm-hmm. The films are Superman Legacy. The Authority, The Brave and the Bold, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, Swamp Thing.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: TV shows are Creature Commandos, which is going to be animated, Walla, Booster Gold, Lanterns and Paradise Lost. Yes. Um, Going forward, anything that is DC but not in the DCU so your Matt Reeves Batman, your Todd Phillips Jokers, yes. is going to be considered Elseworlds, just like it is in the comics, mm-hmm. which makes complete sense. Yep. And is a very sensible way to label it. Yes. 100%. Um, James Gunn said that his plans were for characters to move through animated and live action projects within the DCU with the goal of actors voicing their characters. Yes. Now, At the beginning, he said he wants animated live action and video games to all coexist, but there's no video game discussion in the entire thing. He doesn't mention the motherland saying he wants them to be included. So I assume part of the I want actors to voice themselves in animated stuff also covers video games.
1: Yes. I think his, like, there's nothing mentioned. I think more so that's more a plan to the future, and also, like, these characters getting set in stone, whoever acts, these different characters. Video games, we, we've seen the world of video games and how often they get pushed back or, like, ideas come up and then they get scrapped or different things. I don't think there's ever going to be a set video game that is like, this has to happen and tie into the story. It'll be more, okay, this DC game is coming up in this year, or we're going to be making this DC game. It's got these characters. Can we please have the actors and somewhat of their likeness modeled in? Yeah. So that it coexists and if going I'm right, forward, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, I so I think that's why there's not really mention of video games after he first says it, but that's probably because there's no like plans. There's no it's, news. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so let's go through some of these projects and the new the information we have about them so far. Yes. So Superman Legacy is the reboot of the Superman character. mm Hmm um and mm. james gunn did say it is a set it is the real start of his dcu yes. um it is slated to come out july 25 but some of the shows are due to come out before it okay um so the information we kind of already know is that the the character of superman is due to be about 25 years old in superman yeah. legacy he will already be working at the daily planet He's yep. already in Metropolis, and he's trying to balance being half Kryptonian and half human in his eyes. Yes, um, sounds very interesting.
1: Sounds exactly then, what we thought it'd be.
0: Then we've got the Authority. I don't know a lot about the Authority. I'm going to do some reading up to um, discuss them at a later date. But they are an ensemble of characters who, by no. the sounds, it have like really detailed powers. Okay. So, like, one example I saw is one of them is, like, just, like, they are, like, generic super powerful. But the bit that makes them really, like, unique is they draw their power from the people of the city. Okay. So if they're too far away from the city, they're weaker. Right. So, like, stuff like that. And by the sounds of it, they might not be all good in the sense of they believe in doing what's right, but they're the ends justify the means for them. So maybe they go a bit too far with certain things, which could be an interesting um, take.
1: Yeah, I get the sense they're going to be a very neutral thing of like we do what we think is right, whether anyone else does or not, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Then you've got The Brave and the Bold, which is going to be a Batman and Robin film. Yes. Um, And the big takeaway from that is Damian Wayne is going to be the Batman. uh, Mm. He's going to be the Robin, not the Batman. He's going to be the Robin, which... um, has some discussion points that we will cover in a bit. Um, but it's cool to see the Brave and the Bold um, name out there. Yeah. It's nice that we're going to get a Batman and Robin film. Yes. Um, and I'm excited to see live-action Damien. He's a very cool character. He's very different from the other Robins. Um, but I they do have a couple of concerns. Mm. Um, then we have Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, which is titled based on a comic run. That comic run has now sold out everywhere online since this announcement, by the way. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well,
1: it's, it's fairly recent?
0: Fairly recent.
1: Because James Gunn mentioned it was like, not long ago he read that comic yeah. and he loved it yeah. so much. He was like, I want to make this.
0: Yeah. Um, but the, the announcement of that being what's inspiring this film has caused it to sell out everywhere.
1: I'm not surprised at all.
0: <laughs> um... But that is the tale of Supergirl. Obviously, she wasn't born on Earth. Um, not born. She wasn't. She didn't grow up on Earth like uh, Superman. She grew up on Krypton and then had it ripped away from her. Yes. Um. So she's a bit more of a jaded character. So it will be fun to see that. It's been described as a sci-fi adventure film, which um, okay. I think would be very cool. Yes. And then we've got a Swamp Thing film. It's gonna be fucking awesome. It's gonna be a bit horror esque, I think, but we know very little about it. So yeah, you know. they've
1: said it's gonna lean more into a horror theme. Yeah, and I mean they can't do any worse than the original film. But
0: so. if we take into um, <laughs> if we take into <laughs> consideration the monsters and gods title, yes, we've got our gods with Superman, the Authority, and Supergirl. Because yeah. the authority give that kind of, they think they're gods because they're willing to do what they think is right and they don't care yeah. what anyone else thinks. Um, then we've got to see monsters with something. I'm going to make a very bold prediction off the rip. Oh. I think the Brave and the Bold is going to have Clayface as the villain.
1: Oh. Or does that it go like
0: Nah, he's not enough of a monster. That's just human with drugs.
1: All uh, right, fair, yeah.
0: For for me, but my, my super early bold prediction before the script is even written, <laughs> is James they're Gunn? going clay. They're, they're going clayface or Solomon Grundy.
1: If this happens, James Gunn, thank you for the view. We appreciate you.
0: Um, <laughs> then we've got our TV shows. Yes, um, Creature Commandos, which is apparently is already written. There is going to yep. be seven episodes. It is animated. It's um it's monsters but it's like Suicide Squad Monsters. Is the okay. best way I can describe it. Yeah, I see um, the vibe i got. Yeah, yeah. Um, Weasel, who was in um, James Gunn's Suicide Squad film, is returning in this.
1: Oh, okay. Cool.
0: Um, the others I don't know that much about. It looks like there's Frank uh, Frankenstein's monster and Frankenstein's wife. Okay. Um, a, a couple of characters I don't know a lot about, but yeah, they're kind of like a, a monstery Suicide Squad. Cool. We're then going to have a Waller live action show that covers amanda waller um that comes under the gods thing as far as i'm concerned because she does play god it's also
1: going to be set between season one and season two of peacemaker Peacemaker. and And the
0: peacemaker team are set to appear right um then we've got one of the things that made me most excited Uh, booster gold
1: we have done a character profile on.
0: we have done a character profile on booster gold because we are on the fucking button over
1: we're, here we're, we're, we're the inside scoop
0: bro and as well as the fact that james Gunn made it very clear that they're going to tackle the concept of um imposter syndrome for yes. superheroes, which is booster gold's entire thing he was obsessed with superheroes in the future he stole a bunch of technology, and then he accidentally got shifted to the past where that technology now allows him to act as a hero. Yes. He, it, so in his head, he's still not a hero because he couldn't be a hero in his time. But yeah. he's trying to be a hero in this time because he now has the ability to be. It, if done right, it'll be a fucking masterpiece. And yeah, it's great. a really quirky character, like the Guardians, that James Gunn managed to turn into fucking household names.
1: Yes. Um,
0: so I'm very very excited for that Um, another one that I'm very excited for which Mm. shouldn't have really been a surprise because we knew they were working on it and we knew it was just getting tweaked as a result of James Gunn coming into power yeah
1: Um,
0: but now we know it's definitely still happening lanterns TV show starring Hal Jordan and oh I forgot the name Alex Stewart no John Stewart Stewart. but he described it as a detective thriller, like a uh, *True Detective*.
1: Yeah, like a more which of a detective I think is going to be fucking awesome. The, yeah, the, the idea the, the lanterns, lanterns are doing... space cops. Yeah,
0: let them be space cops.
1: So we're essentially going to get space cops.
0: <laughs> yeah, and clearly he made it pretty obvious that whatever the big mystery they're investigating is, is going to be relevant to the overarching story of the first few phases. Yeah. So. Um, so that would be good.
1: I definitely think that means that's gonna lead up to a lanterns film in phase two.
0: Hundred percent. Um, and then Paradise Lost.
1: Yes. Which, is, which about... is
0: going to be set on Themyscira, which is right. the island Wonder Woman is from. Yes. The long before Wonder Woman is born. And it's um, gonna be, it going going be more of a yeah, it's gonna be he's gonna be covering like the politics of how a woman-only island is run. Well, um,
1: I get the sense that there was other tribes on the island.
0: Yeah, but I I, I think it will be about how them tribes interact. They're all still yeah, one yeah. only, I believe. Oh, yeah.
1: So it will be very like the way the fact that he mentioned it's Game of Thrones-esque definitely makes me think it's going to be some brutal fights. Um, they're not going to hold back on, and definitely this whole like. Push and pull of wars and who's like at tensions with each other and like political, like war tensions. So it could be very interesting.
0: I think it is safe to say that if you got bored of the MCU because it felt a bit cut and paste, that James Gunn wants to make the DCU a bit different and try and hit themes a bit more. Yes. Now, whether that works or not is a whole different discussion but they're trying stuff mm-hmm. and when DC has failed so spectacularly in live action of recent
1: you can only ask let James Cook it. yeah you've got to let him try these things and I mean especially like this is sort of the Lanterns things was already kind of in the works um Waller makes sense because it's like tying into a character we already have seen a few times and pulls into the shows and it
0: it also makes it very clear that james gunn is not getting rid of his suicide squad or his peacemaker which amanda waller was a big part of both oh yeah (laughs) he's like fuck you i'm taking something Zack snyder and then it's like paradise lost when you think about it
1: hbo made game of thrones and house of dragons like they know what the fuck they're doing with shows like that style like if they can just take that essence and put it into a dc scenario I think it'll work great. The films, um, I mean, Superman's what we kind of predicted it was going to be yeah, him. He, he was always going to launch
0: off with Superman. Um, Otherwise, he wouldn't have let Henry Cavill know straight away he was no longer Superman.
1: And then I think the idea of doing, like, the authority on Supergirl and Swamp Thing, kind of these other, not your typical starter characters, should we say?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Is smart, kind of leads us into, like, allows these other characters to get, like, a fresh looking be, people be introduced to them and then obviously we got brave and the bold which i'm excited for us to have a batman and robin film again yeah it's gonna be good it'll be
0: good it's definitely gonna be good um but now onto my couple of concerns yes um and i think it would be remiss of us to not discuss these of course um and actually one of these is something that we had on the schedule to talk about a couple of weeks ago but i viewed it as something we could discuss at any time mm-hmm. so i shelved it for a little while So, first and foremost, HBO Max is where all of the TV shows are going to go.
1: Yes, because it is owned partly by Warner Brothers.
0: Yeah. HBO is currently, I don't think it's available anywhere outside of the US. It might be US and Canada.
1: Yeah, HBO's own platform.
0: Yeah, and as of a month ago, they have no plans to expand. Now... We have at least a year until Creature Commandos is good to go. Yes. So that does give them time to to put a plan in place. And if James Gunn is saying that Superman Legacy is the real start of his DCU, that's 18 months. Yeah. So that does give them time to change these plans. But if they don't, the DCU is still going to be a failure as a connected universe because how the fuck are we supposed to sit here and take it seriously when Green Lantern, Booster Gold, Walla, and Themyscira are geo-locked to America only?
1: So here's my thought on this. Because obviously some of the HBO shows we can watch through Now TV. Well, that's how you watch Game of Thrones, House of Dragon. they're all HBO if they're if they're not gonna bring h b o max and a lot like if they're not gonna try and capitalize on having people use their platform, they need to make sure that all of this is available through like now t v and make it very clear that like like for the u k through advertisement whatever like they need to be like this is on h b o max and now t v so that people go oh I can get this stuff on now t v and sign and then
0: uh, I that. do get what you're saying but the problem is actually bigger than that because very fairly you're, you're thinking about what about us mm. but if they go down that route if they negotiate Now TV for us either other countries get fucked or they have to negotiate them individual deals with someone well, in each country
1: that's, that's yeah don't get me wrong that's the issue they're going to put themselves in I think if they don't roll out HBO Max and try and lock everyone into their own platform they're going to have the issue of, if want people to see this, they need to put it on Now TV or whatever yeah. platform in each country. It, 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 it and has it's to bigger, be available. It's a bigger thing for them to take on and more deals have to be made and that's like less money in their pockets, essentially. So it's I actually Paul... think... It, I think... Because this has been well received, I do think there's going to be discussions now between the fact that they want to do this and HBO and what can they do to get hbo max out into these other countries
0: well, the thing is part of james gunn's big fucking vision is he wants to be more connected than the mcu even is with video games animated live action actors voice acting their animated counterparts and it's all one big fucking happy family yes that only works if you go the whole hog and everyone has access to everything
1: yeah yeah, if you are going to have like, important story arcing stuff that goes through the TV shows, look at the, the issues in Marvel, even though everything is connected, you still have people that haven't watched all the shows and have missed out on things in the films. Like, without, like, imagine that without Disney, imagine Disney Plus was Locked to America. Like, you'd watch some of the Marvel films that came out and be like, what the fuck's going on? Like, you'd have zero clue and, like, you and- have no way to watch it. So.
0: And while I would never condone pirating content normally, <laughs> if the only way you can view content is to pirate it, fuck them.
1: Yeah, especially Just if you like want I don't agree understand. with pirate.
0: Yeah, as, and I don't like with video games is a big one. I don't agree with pirating video games, but if there is no way for you to buy the video game anymore, pirate it. It's the yeah. exact same thing. If they're going to make it impossible for you to give, I I don't pirate stuff because I'm too lazy to. I just won't watch it. Yeah. But I will more than happily pay for it as long as I can.
1: Yeah, is that conv- just, it's like people will pay for convenience.
0: 100%. So, um, I and, do I mean, think... a bunch of people are going to be canceling their Netflix subscription soon with Netflix's new shitty ideas. So, I mean, they'll have the money.
1: <laughs> yeah, like... I think... I I would be shocked if HBO doesn't roll out into these other countries. I am imagining they have some, because they have a deal with Now TV, maybe that needs to end. That maybe there's a contract time on that and they're waiting for that to end before they can announce that, oh yeah, we're going to roll out to the UK. Because otherwise there's a conflict there. Like if they're selling it to Sky, but then, which Sky and Now TV are essentially the same thing. It's like, uh, if they're selling it to them, and then they bring out their own platform, obviously people aren't going to be happy. So, I, uh, yeah. Ho- hopefully that gets rectified, and hopefully that's something that's been worked on.
0: Yeah. um, The other thing, more content-related, that I'm concerned about... Yes. ...is Batman, Bre- the Brave and the Bold. Damien yep. as Robin, while it's fun, it poses a huge risk... Of backing you into a narrative corner. Okay. So Damien is the fourth Robin. Yes. He is the child of Talia Algol and Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. And he's like 13 years old, 11 years old, when Bruce finds out he exists. Okay. If we say that Bruce became Batman at 19... And he got Talia pregnant in his first year of being Batman, which seems hard to believe anyway. Realistically, the youngest you can have Batman for Damien to be cutting about is 30.
1: Mm, I see what you mean.
0: So, instantly, you're putting a shelf life on how long Batman's going to be Batman for, as well as, unless you change a lot of stuff, getting rid of Jason Todd or skipping over the phenomenal storytelling ability you have with Jason Todd. Losing Dick Grayson and becoming Nightwing. And for the Tim Drake lovers, you lose out on Tim Drake as well. So, you either cut them out completely or you just jump straight into the entire BatFam cutting about, at which point while a lot of people know most of the BatFam because they are so commercially successful, you're also going to have people going, who the fuck is that guy?
1: See, that's where my brain went. It was like, okay, if you're going to jump to Damien, in a way, it allows you the ability to go, oh, here's Nightwing. Um, he's about, he was a Robin for a bit, but now he's, like, already past that. There's, but I see what you mean about, like, you're instantly putting an age on your Batman. Um which I mean, maybe this is what James Gunn wants. Maybe James Gunn has a plan that like he wants like he the has a only, plan ahead.
0: The only acceptable plan is that James Gunn is trying to speed run us to Batman Beyond. <laughs> if he wants to come out and tell me, Oh yeah, phase two is Batman Beyond, I'm in, all in, sold. Go for it. Maybe it is. <laughs> sign Corey like up as he... Batman, he's old enough. <laughs>
1: Uh, he like because James Gunn it's like said he's gonna be doing things different. Like, th- like there could be some plan there that like this does make sense, but I do I, think I just... you're right. Like, it's a risky path we're on with that.
0: Um, when when Batman is, I think, and maybe I think it's debatable. I think Batman is the only hero who fights with Su- uh, Spider Man. the most famous superhero of all time people are gonna go Mm. oh no that's superman bullshit is it look at google analytics people search for spider-man and batman more than anyone else and it's not fucking close um and i don't i think at times batman's been bigger than spider-man right now that's not the case no um and i think just burning batman really quickly is a bad idea but I, i i do i am also aware that matt reeves is focusing on a younger batman do you want two young Bat- Batmans at the same time? I you mean, younger Superman. you Superman. No, Matt Batman. Reeves is doing Batman.
1: Oh, Matt Reeves. Sorry. I thought you were on yeah. about.
0: Matt Reeves yeah, is yeah, yeah, doing true. his Batman true, true, films, true. which is a young. So maybe the thought process, well, we don't want two young Batmans. Yeah. But I would make the argument you can have a 26-year-old Bruce Wayne who's still older than a year one Batman. Like, I know ages they might not be different, I'm... but stages the of their career they're different. And you can have Dick Grayson as Robin.
1: Yeah, I'm wondering if, like, Matt Reeves' Batman 2 is gonna start. We've talked, well, we talked about that back when the film came out. Like, the second one, will we have a Robin in it?
0: I don't think we will now.
1: But no, well, we could though, because if we're skipping the first Robins, like, that leaves those stories to be told in Matt Reeves in a way. It does. Um, it does. Not I, like, the way my brain just went was, like, oh, well, we could just get Nightwing off the rip, and we don't, like, we can have some of that but then i I get your point of like we're missing out on a lot of that character building but
0: my nightwing off the rip isn't as big a concern for me because i think dick grayson as nightwing is a good enough character that you can just let them run from the offset my bigger concern is missing out again on live action jason todd one of the most famous comic book arcs that even non-comic book fans are aware of is the joker killing jason todd to throw that storytelling ability away because I really like Damian Wayne. I respect James Gunn, and I'm going to give him a bit of leeway here. If this was DC just announcing this as their next couple of films, I'd probably be a lot more angry. There is a huge concern for that, in my opinion. Um, And I'm... I'm anxious, not the right word, it's not that deep. I'm concerned about how it could play out.
1: I just wonder if there's maybe, he has some plan to, maybe, although this is Damien as Robin, maybe there's some reference to a past interaction with the Joker that led to, I don't, yeah. I guess then that's just still glossing it. It's one of those, there must be some plan that James Gunn has long-term for this Batman. Mm-hmm. We're just not seeing it
0: off the rip. The 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 like I said, the only thing that really makes it so I know I said it as a bit of a joke is maybe he's more interested in telling more Batman Beyond stories. Possibly. So maybe he's willing to start Batman a bit older. Yeah, I mean, even if Batman is like thirty-five, you can still squeeze another ten years out of Batman, so that's not a huge issue. And then you get to go to Batman Beyond. Yeah. Um. But I'm just I'm curious to see how it plays out, and I'm not 100% sold on that as an idea. Um. But we'll have to wait and see. I, I'm super excited that Green Lantern's finally getting a shot at redemption. Yep. And Same. I think telling a detective space cop story is a great idea. Mm. Um, After that slate, Matt Reeve confirmed that October 2025 is when Batman 2 is coming out. Batman Part 2. Um, and all he did was quote retweet the news that it was coming out in October and went, crime thriller in block capitals. (laughs) So I think it's safe to say he's been given creative freedom once again because these are Elseworlds. And this is the good thing about Elseworlds stories as well. James Gunn can go, okay, we've got room for some Elseworlds films. You, I like your creative style. What character do you want to do? Oh, you want to do a green arrow in your style? Go for it i'm not i'm not gonna hamper you depending on how marketable we think your script is might control your budget slightly yeah Uh, we're gonna give you creative freedom
1: elseworlds gives that freedom of this is a cool dc character doesn't fit into the dcu really or there isn't like an easy way to like write this character in or it's like a bit too out there oh you have a really cool concept though for a script and idea for a story just on that Sure, you could yeah. do it as an Elseworlds,
0: and and the Elseworlds label is already relatively well known, and is very clear. It's Elseworlds. It's different worlds. I I think that is one of the best ways to not confuse fans, which is what we said. If they yeah. want to have these other. They need to have a nice, easy way to not confuse fans. Elseworlds is perfect for them. People who want to watch the occasional superhero film, but don't want to have to watch twelve TV shows and sixteen mm-hmm. movies, Elseworlds might be perfect.
1: Yeah, I think the, the biggest commit in the Elseworld stuff is going to be Matt Reeves' Batman ones. Yeah. They're going to be the most tied together. Um, um, yeah, great. I think that's a great thing for them.
0: But overall, I do think it was a very good slate. Yes. And while there were some things that made me nervous, overall, I'm excited for every single one of them projects, either because I know what the the upside potential is or it's brand new and I know very little about it, which means I get to just be a fan again, which I know it sounds stupid because obviously I'm a fan because I watch all this stuff. But when you care about it this much, you tend to overanalyze it because I don't know a lot about them. I get to just go into them raw. Mm. Yeah. Um, That's going to be good. Uh, Would you like to pick a favourite of the 10 projects that you're most excited for? Um, If you're struggling, feel free to go for a film and a show. No, I think
1: Honestly, I think my favourite is going to be the Lanterns. you reckon? Yeah, I just think that's going to be really interesting.
0: Um, yeah, that's fair. I think film-wise, I'm stuck between Swamp Thing and Supergirl. I think they have the largest upside potential.
1: Yeah, I get you.
0: Um, TV shows, I'm really torn between Booster Golden Lanterns. I love the Green Lanterns. Boy, They're so ten. much cool lore. Um, but Booster Gold is someone I've backed for a while that could be huge in mainstream, so I feel a need to stick with them.
1: Yeah, I get you.
0: Um, Either way, going to be dumb lit, and if this goes right, we're going to be eating so good as nerds for a number of years to come. Oh yeah, look,
1: if this, James Gunn does this right, like DC is going to be on its redemption arc, and it's going to be great for the
0: nerds. And I just want to throw this out there, peeps. James Gunn is one of the biggest advocates for a live-action Marvel-DC crossover.
1: And he has connections there, so... Let's the us hope this goes thing,
0: well. The only thing holding him back is DC right now won't put the butts in the seats the way the Marvel film will. No. So James Gunn needs a few years, A, to still tell a story and not just go for a cash grab, which is what that film would well, be. Also, um, it's
1: like, let's be realistic. If he went to Marvel with it, Marvel's going to go, you're not in it. Like, if anything, we're just helping you out because you're struggling yeah. on your own. Like, what this doesn't benefit us in any way. So yeah. DC needs to get on its own two feet so that they can be like, look, this is good for both of us. Uh, um, let's have in some ten,
0: fun. Ten years time, we might have a genuine shot at this.
1: Yeah, we might. We might.
0: Um, anyway, time to move on to a nerd news network. Yes. I'm going to be honest with you, Hori, That first point, I'm too tired. We're just going to cut it out because there's a lot of stuff <laughs> to cover in that. Fair. We'll we'll either not discuss it or discuss it next week when more yeah. of that drama is healed a little bit, I think. Okay. Um, so Vision, Vision season, season two. two yes. It's coming on May the fourth. I love it. I of love that the that Star Wars content team always drops something on May the fourth. Yeah. They it love makes to do it. Makes that day so much more special.
1: They've like fully embraced it and I love yeah, it. Yeah.
0: They know they know it is like a, a nerd holiday and they're yep. like shit Row have some new star wars content ah! um, um
1: but yeah we have got the studios announced so season yeah. one of visions was all uh anime studios all traditional like actual anime studios
0: and they were all phenomenal episodes
1: they really were um season two they've announced the studios and quick run over the list <laughs> yes uh there's no repeats, so this is a complete new set of studios.
0: Which I um, really like.
1: Yeah, and do you know what my initial reaction to that was? Have you watched Love, Death and Robots on Netflix?
0: I watched like the first two episodes, I think.
1: Okay, so the co- Love, Death and Robots was started by a VFX animation studio. And they mm-hmm. came up with the idea of like each episode is essentially a short and like one of those animated shorts that we used to get years ago, like all the time. Yeah. um, And basically just went to each studio and be like, this is kind of the story idea we were going for. We think you'd be great to like, so each studio gets to put their style on it. That's what Love, Death and Robots is. It's just a bunch of short stories all done by studios in different styles to essentially showcase that industry and what they're capable of. This is now giving me big Love, Death and Robot vibes in this way of... Star Wars is like, wait, Visions was a really su- big success and everyone loved seeing Star Wars and all these styles. People are loving Love, Death and Robots and getting to see all these different like studio styles. Why don't we just do that with the Star Wars universe and give it to as many different studios as we can and like, let them run wild with it and we get to showcase all these amazing VFX and animation studios.
0: 100%.
1: So um, I ran through them all. Yeah. Uh, We've got Cartoon Saloon. Who looking at their stuff is typical animated cartoon style. Um, I think that'll be very cool. Uh, Punk Robot look like they do a lot of potentially stop motion stuff in there. Oh,
0: okay. Um, stop motion Star Wars lightsaber fights could be fucking insane. Um,
1: you've got uh MIR Studio, MIR. They're Korean based an anime studio. Uh, so Korean anime that should be really cool another one back in the anime style i'm so down for yeah. then we've got the big name Ardman. everyone will know from the creators of wallace and gromit so that's again going to be stop motion it's like
0: claymation
1: yeah claymations
0: i, 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 do, I, I know they're going to take it seriously and not to make it a wallace and gromit joke but i really want someone to have like a cheese colored lightsaber <sighs>
1: There's there's gonna be some little hint in there, and I think they'll be okay with that.
0: It'll be, it'll be like an Easter egg in the background of a scene yeah. instead of being in your face. But like,
1: but, I'm um, loving this like that we're getting cartoon, stop motion, anime, claymation. Um, you've got Triggerfish that, and obviously Ardman is UK based. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously Mir was Korean. The other two, I'm not so sure. Triggerfish um, is South African. Cartoon
0: based. Saloon, I'm pretty sure, is uh, Kilmarnock Island.
1: Oh, Okay. Uh, triggerfish is a south african based like 3d animation like your typical 3d animation um you've got darts which is a japanese anime studio so we're gonna get korean anime style and japanese anime style so we've got a couple of anime ones still in there uh la cachette is paris based they have a very like hand-drawn style and they've done an episode of love death and robots oh okay so they understand that kind of premise of one-off sort of in your style so i think they'll have fun with it uh you've got 88 which is an indian-based studio they've done some stuff with dreamworks so if you think dreamworks style um okay i'm
0: down for that
1: yeah dreamworks style star wars i think will be very cool and then you got el guri Shreksith. um i didn't couldn't find much on el guri they seem their website yeah they're the wild card whether the website wasn't working or not i'm not sure but all of them from all over the world lots of different places of the world um seems like they've really gone you know what we're gonna find studios like globally and showcase talents from everywhere and also showcases many different styles this time around um which i'm super excited for i think aardman's the one i'm most excited for it's gonna just be really cool
0: it's gonna be quite weird to see what is known to a lot of people as the Wallace and Gromit style. Yes. For Star Wars. I think it's gonna be awesome, but it's gonna take a second to go, Oh, this feels weird. This but that's what a... vision should be. Yeah. Challenging that perception of how you view the Star Wars universe.
1: A hundred percent. And I'm like I'm all for visions turning into like a Love Death and Robot style thing where it's they do a season and it's like every time it's a different studio. And it's allowing these people to do non canon it's not canon, so there's no worry there they can do whatever they want just you can do your
0: in... silly light um umbrella like yes. thing, thing
1: like there's yeah. gonna be some really creative stuff and story wise come out of this and it just on top of all the good Star wars stuff we're gonna moment, like it's just another thing that like is actually a really great thing they've decided to start doing, so yeah, I'm 100%. all for more of this
0: yep. Um next up Hulu show um Hit Monkey and um, that was a Marvel show um Gosh. it's getting a second season mm. but it's no longer under the Marvel umbrella Interesting So I get the feeling Marvel have gone we don't want a second season of that um and Hulu have gone do you care if we still do a second season and they're like yeah but we're not footing the bill and they're like sweet well we're not putting your name on it then Fair. That's the only thing that really makes sense to me. Um, I did watch the first couple of episodes because anything that's on Hulu, I think, is on Disney Plus over here. Because okay. Monkey was definitely on Disney Plus, that's how I watched it. Yeah, I don't know if everything Hulu's on Disney Plus in the UK, some of it is, some, yeah. or if they've sold Hulu stuff to other sites that what's left is on Disney Plus. I get you. Um, because Hulu is owned by Disney. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's just an interesting bit of news that I don't think I've ever seen something that comes under a brand's banner just get a second season, but no longer be that I brand's anymore. I wonder
1: if it was like under the Marvel banner, but like because they weren't sure. And it's like, well, it's technically under Marvel, so we'll just put Marvel on it, but it's not connected. And now they're yeah. having this issue of like there's so many shows they're bringing out. They don't want shows that aren't part of the MCU getting confused and mixed in. So like, well. Yeah we don't want it anymore or, or like sure go make it but it can't be under the marvel it might even yeah. have been like marvel was like sure make a second season but this is no longer part of marvel like it's its own thing if you want it to be
0: yeah um next hori do you think you've got three more years of this podcasting you uh i'm honestly i don't know if i've got three more years me. No. <laughs> Because um, 2025 is going to be fucking wild. Listen to this. Yeah, We've got an Avengers film. Yeah, The new Superman. Batman Part 2. Fantastic Four. Star Wars. And a sequel to the recent horror film. Mega success Megan. As well as two more untitled Marvel movies. That are on the schedule for 2025. With one of the favorites for them being the next Spider-Man film. That wild, is wild. Yeah. Batman, Superman, Avengers, Fantastic Four, and Spider-Man all in the space for year. This is forgetting the fact that we might have another season of uh, Rings of Power by then. Mm-hmm. Fuck knows what might be going on with the Vox Machina and other critical role shows by then. We might literally just be sitting here recording a podcast 24-7
1: every th- three hour episodes every day.
0: yeah we just we just log on in the morning we hit go live on the cutscene channel and just as more shit gets released we just do live watch parties it's
1: 2025 is going to be a wild year
0: mm-hmm. i
1: i feel like some of those are going to have some of those are going to get pushed back like they, there's there, no way there will way be a couple that.
0: of them so we need to remember that superman and batman are very Separate. likely to get delayed
1: yeah but it's the because, Batman that's not so...
0: Yeah, but they've given firm dates on them to nearly three years in advance.
1: Mm, true. I think Batman... Well, no. I actually think Superman is the most likely to actually be oh, that year.
0: 100%. That's that's most likely to not get moved at all. Um, Batman is more likely to just fall back a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then two untitled Marvel movies are likely to move as well, potentially yeah um but if that does stay that stacked we yeah, need to a sponsorship from a cinema soon <laughs> that's
1: on hell of a year of content it really is 100
0: percent, and that's for you to consider tv shows
1: yes that's that true. is
0: purely ass in cinema watching stuff yes um so yeah if um cineworld doesn't go bust by then it might be time to invest in a unlimited card
1: um, by our own.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't. I would love to own a cinema so much. <laughs> I've got, I've got this really weird niche dream of like through other means owning enough, owning enough money, having enough money, where I could run a cinema On a at loss. a tiny loss and, and it, it not matter, matter yeah, I so that I can just create the nicest cinema experience, reasonably priced popcorn, well paid staff. And the films that we play are just the films that I care about seeing, and we just sell tickets, and if, if people turn up, they turn up.
1: So no Avatar 5.
0: No Avatar 5. <laughs> no Avatar 5. No Fast and Furious 23. Whoa, they're stopping at 12. I don't believe them. I do. I don't. <laughs> anyway. We'll stop
1: at 12, and then we'll do a spin-off.
0: Oh, yeah, valid, valid. Um, Super, Super Showdown. showdown.
1: Yes finally
0: lex versus killer croc i was so proud of myself because i went and came up with the advantage early yes Horry, please tell me we are still recording
1: we are still recording okay good i nearly was gonna make a joke
0: i did no, <laughs> and i thought no i don't <laughs> want to because kind thread. of might cry <laughs> <laughs> should break down headset, get put in a rage compilation um <laughs> so my um advantage is lex when i gave him as the highest seed i think of lex in his battle war suit okay. which is why he has the higher seed um as well as the fact he deals with superman killer Croc deals with batman and loses killer Croc is not an a-tier villain for batman lex luther is an a-tier villain for superman i think that's kind of enough to justify lex being higher than killer Croc in the rank rankings yeah i agree um so I think the best advantage I can give Killer Croc is Lex has more of a basic bitch war suit, direct quote, instead yeah. of his OP ones. Yeah, which I think is fair. Fair way yeah. to do it. Um, so, I think a key thing to remember is Lex um, is just as smart as Bruce Wayne, Batman. Mm-hmm. He's very well resourced and is used to fighting Kryptonians. Yes. So, Although he might not be as physically gifted in a fight as Killer Croc, he's not going to be scared by Killer Croc.
1: No, he's no, no, no. He, he
0: he has this air of arrogance and confidence that he's just not going to be worried. Oh, you're a crocodile. Boom, boom, robot arm. Don't give a fuck. Yeah. Whereas Killer Croc is a bit more of like a... He's got like a wild element and animal element to him, which just is going to make him dense as fuck. He should go keep running at this guy, and he's going to get his head smashed in. Um,
1: Yeah, it's...
0: I think he does do a fair bit of damage to the warsuit over the course of the fight. Because Killer Croc ain't going to go down easy.
1: No, no, no. no. Yeah, Um, I agree. I think, like you say, Killer Croc isn't anywhere near as intelligent as Lex. And is going to... Bloodlusted is just going to be like, I go, I fucking bite and wail. Like, yeah. And he's going to...
0: He's going to gnaw at the suit and do damage to it. But Yeah,
1: he's going to fuck up past that suit and Lex will... Because it's a, not one of his more stronger ones. Like, It'll get damaged. He'll lose like some strength on some of it and whatnot. But I think overall, he's used to fighting against, like you say, Kryptonians, who also will wail on him while he's in his suit.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: he will still pull through and like his intelligence... He's going to learn like, oh, Croc just keeps coming at me this way. Then I just do this to counter it.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, It will get to a point where Killer Croc is just, I think it's more of a death by a thousand cuts kind of thing. And the real question is, do we think the war suit holds up long enough to deal them hundred cuts? And I think it does just.
1: Yeah, I think there's definitely some scenarios where it doesn't. But mm-hmm. I think overall, most of the time it does just sometimes he'll get done sooner than others and like he'll be really fucked up. But I,
0: I'm, I'm in my head, I'm seeing like a 65 35 in favor of Lex.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's not quite like a 70 or 80%. It's like, yeah, it's majority of the time, but there's still a plenty of times where he doesn't do it in time.
0: That there's there's enough universes in which Lex's arrogance leads to Croc just mauling him like a rabid dog. Yes. Um. But I don't think that happens often enough for us to give it to Killer. And no. just so like that, Lex is have, our winner. Yeah, and just like that, we have our next entry. In the next round of um, the DC villains portion of the bracket. Um. And because he's the high seed, we now have our first semi-finalists in the two semi-finals of the DC Bracket with Raysh on one side and Lex on the other. Um, we have Grodd and Mr. Freeze and Mirror Man and Poison Ivy left.
1: Ooh, some good which
0: is going to be very, very interesting. It is. Um, But yeah, that is it from us this week. Yes, sir. Um, uh
1: of just just an absolute
0: i am proud of us for this slog this is a and probably what a hour and 45 minute recording as of now after already yeah. recording an hour I'm yeah proud what, of us. what should
1: have been like probably th- like this an hour and 45 has turned into a more like two hour 45 um yeah. due to technical, technical difficulties issues.
0: yeah um If you are proud of us, make sure you like and subscribe. We're very close to 300 subscribers. And everyone knows 300 is like half of 1 million.
1: Exactly. Definitely. 100% is Um, that. And if you really want to know how we feel right now, um, (laughs) go back and just listen just up to about halfway through the Vox Machina section and then you'll have probably listened for as much as we recorded.
0: (laughs) Um... I'm just gonna go shit talk Corey on Twitter after this. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I'm um, gonna shit talk this is, yes. This is this is the this is the downfall of cutscene convo. You're witnessing right now. This yes. is the end. We uh, will not see you next week.
1: <laughs> my lawyers will be. Yeah, I'll I'll be here as a recording. Just just me.
0: <laughs> just talk, just for the just first 40 me. minutes next week. It's just gonna be a picture of me, and then I'm just gonna go cropping like, oh, are we, are we still recording? Okay, let's go. Should be a cardboard
1: um, cut
0: out. Yeah, thank you very much for hanging out. If you didn't already know, um, we're now video supported on Spotify. Oh, yeah. So if you prefer your podcast on Spotify but you also like the video you could now have both of your dreams come true. You can watch and listen via Spotify. You ten are welcome. Make sure you review us over there and give us all of the stars. I think it's five on Spotify. It might be ten. I don't know. If not, just hit the follow. That also helps. Yeah. all all of the buttons just press all of the buttons and unless it says report just keep pressing (laughs) i'm sure good things will happen yes um we'll see you next week thank you very much take care goodbye
1: see you next week